Hey everyone, welcome to the What Is Money Show. I'm sitting down today with a very popular figure in the Bitcoin space, Mr. Plan B. Plan B, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. Glad to have you here. Um, we've been talking about this for a few weeks, and I think, you know, as we're recording this in mid January 2022. I think it's a, an apt discussion to be had about, in regard to Bitcoin price and Bitcoin price action um, and the possibility of any you know, intervention or, or even suppression into, that, into the marketplace. So um, I know you've got a deep knowledge of futures markets. Um, you know, you, you've got quite the stored career, I think, in, in financial markets. So maybe we could just start talking about gold, like the, the price of gold historically, how that has, you know, deviated from pure supply demand fundamentals, I guess you might say, um, just to set the stage for our discussion on Bitcoin. Sure, sure. Uh, well, maybe first off, um, I'm not a gold expert, but um so I, I, I traded and invested in a lot of uh, assets uh, professionally as an institutional investor, mainly fixed uh, fixed income and uh, bonds, mortgages, etc., equities, a lot of derivatives um, and structured finance products. But uh, so so gold was never on the balance sheet. Oh, but 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 I am an old gold bug, so I had uh, exposure to gold myself and follow the market since, well, I think the 1990s uh, actively. Uh, yeah, gold is a very interesting market because um, if we go back, well, like 100 years, for, for example, um, all the uh, fiat currencies were, were, and especially the US dollar, of course, was uh, uh, coupled to gold. So the, 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 the price of mm -hmm. uh, the US dollar was 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 actually the uh, the number of grams in gold or silver, and and that system um, lasted till 1971. In 1971, that all changed because Nixon got the dollar off the gold standard, and then it went into real fiat, right? Like, well, free floating. But until that time, the dollar price of gold was essentially flat. And it was raised like one or two times in uh, the last centuries. I think after the World War and after the 1993 Roosevelt um, thing. Um, but but there was no. Essentially, the dollar was the same as gold, so there was no dollar price. It, it's the same as the gold price. There was, of course, an exchange, but that was more yeah, the number of grams in gold and silver. Things started to get interesting after 1971, though, when the connection was gone, when Nixon got the dollar off the gold standard. The reason he did that was to uh, debase the dollar, basically, to print more dollars, to um, yeah, to have more more spending power as, as U.S. government. And as you know, the uh, of course, the, there was the Vietnam War at the time and the gold, Cold War going on, uh, just starting. So there was a lot of money spent on on, on, on space, on, on, on army, uh, etc. So he basically had the choice, uh, stop that spending um, or get the dollar off the gold standard, which is what he did. And then from then on, the, uh, the price of, the, of gold uh, has, has gone up spectacularly uh, and has had some volatility. 
uh, which it didn't have in the in, in, in the century before uh, 1971. Mm. And um, and and also there were there was a lot of stories about about manipulation, of course, um, especially after the uh, well, first the ETF of gold was introduced. I don't know by my head when that was, if that was 1973 or later in the 70s. That was the first ETF, gold ETF. Right after that, the price shot up. It increased enormously. Um, but of course, uh, and of course, there were gold futures. Um, I don't know when that started, but that opened the door to, uh, well, paper, gold, if you will, mm-hmm. and all the manipulation that uh, that can be done uh, with that. So, yeah, it, it's very interesting. So maybe it'll be useful to just talk about the mechanics of that. You know, how has the gold price, and I I guess, first of all, we should say whether this is speculation or fact. I mean, there's, I've read a lot of strong arguments on the website, gata.org, G-A-T-A.org, which is the gold antitrust action committee, I think. And they have this long history of, of really uh, uncovering these different price manipulations, like they talk about the London Gold Pool a lot. But mechanically, like, I guess assuming that it does occur, maybe you could just walk us through the mechanics of how that actually works. How is it that you know paper gold is used to suppress or otherwise manipulate the price of physical gold? Yeah, maybe it's good to um, to to talk about two two points. First distinction between real gold the commodity that you can have in your safe at home or somewhere else and uh, paper gold or an iou to gold uh, which you have at an exchange or in an etf or in a derivatives uh, say a futures position and and that claim on gold is of course um, different than the real asset it's uh it's a claim. It's an IOU. So, of course, that makes things a lot easier because gold is heavy. Gold is uh, quite um, difficult to to uh, to uh, to move, and and the portability of gold so is is, is not very 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 uh, great. But the IOUs, of course, can be um, on paper, which is better, or later, uh, since the eighties, on uh, on computers. And and that's of course even even better than paper. Uh, so it's 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 especially a lot of convenience in the paper trading, and that's the same with Bitcoin. Of course, it's very convenient to just uh, wire your money to an exchange and not not do all the custodian uh, wallet things with keys and and, and all the risk of uh, of losing your wallet or losing your keys and then losing your bitcoins. So it it, it comes with a lot of ease and, and convenience. Um, so, so that's, I guess, one thing. Um, and the other thing is, and and but but when you have paper, an IOU, you get all the, uh, yeah, manipulation and fraud that comes with it, mm-hmm. um, where where where, um, where you can have a, a claim on gold that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, people can can sell you a, a claim to a kilogram or or so, a couple of ounces of gold. Um, where you don't, where you don't have it yourself. You, so you can sell. Somebody can sell you gold that doesn't have gold themselves. 
its naked setting. And, mm. the, and that's what you can do in, in, in futures uh, markets uh, quite easily. But also ETFs, uh, depending on regulation, uh, do the ETFs have physical gold? Do they have all the physical gold that they promise you uh, when you when you wired the money that and that that audit of the the presence of physical gold has always been an issue even mm-hmm. even on a on a government level so with mm-hmm. Fort Knox for example how much gold is there uh, does the Fed have all the gold that it says it have has does it, it does it really exist in in Fort Knox the, the gold core uh, vault of, of the U S and of course the Fed never audits the gold mm-hmm. or at least never publishes the audits of the gold. So for for all I know, there is no gold in Fort Knox and, and they're claiming to have like tons and tons of, uh, of gold. So that's, that's one point. It's very easy to manipulate the, the paper thing because you just say you have it. And if it's not audited, well, nobody knows if you really have the gold. The other thing is um, the technique that's used for gold manipulation, but also uh, in Bitcoin, you can see it as well, uh, very nicely, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, is is with futures markets um, and, and also in spot markets, by the way, it, mm-hmm. it's called spoofing. Spoofing mm-hmm. is when you when you put in orders and uh, but you never have the intention to uh, to buy or sell. It's just to scare the market. Right. And uh, and that's that's done and admitted, by the way, by uh, by the Federal Reserve and all the investment banks that were char- that were hired by the Federal Reserve to do that, all their gold desks. There's, mm. there's beautiful stories about it, and, and you mentioned uh, uh, Kata and, and and other uh, organizations that have beautifully written stories about this. But yeah, spoofing, so putting in enormous orders, sell orders basically mm. to to pressure the, the the price down, and then when when the price goes it goes down the orders disappear so they take right. when the spot price nears the uh the futures price and 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 the, the orders that are that are there to scare the investors they when the, when the price nears that price they, they just take out the uh the orders and that's illegal but it happens and and you can see it very nicely in bitcoin as well yeah that's interesting so that the the spoofing they also call those like sell walls, right? They yeah. huge sell orders that you can see in the order book, but they vanish as soon as spot price gets near near enough. Yeah. Um, how? Okay, so I guess the logical question here is like, to what? Well, where should we start? Okay, governments broke the peg to gold, as you said. Uh, this really was to, you know, gold applied a financial disciplinary force to government. So by breaking the peg to gold, it opened them up to the possibility of effectively unlimited deficit spending, specifically for the U.S., right, that we had uh, the global reserve asset. So, and, you know, Greenspan said something to the effect at one point that the inflationary monetary system requires that there be no legal access to a sound store of value. Otherwise, people would just hold the store of value, right? Then deal with the inflationary currency. So how does, you know, to maintain that charade, then you actually, I don't think it's speculative. It's like these, the 
fiat currency complex actually has to maintain some uh, degree of control, I guess if you want to call it that, on the gold price. How does access to the fiat currency, the ability to produce fiat currency ad infinitum, how does that give them uh, an asymmetric ability to impact the gold price? Well, one very direct uh, way is that if, if you can print as much money as you can, then um, you can use that as collateral, as margin on mm -hmm. the futures exchanges and uh, make it sell any asset, uh, in this case, gold to, uh, to, to, to zero if you want. Mm. Uh, and as, yeah, so, so, so if you, if you have, if you have the fiat and, and you, you can do that, if you can print the fiat, you can do that. And, uh, but, but by the way, the, the gold price is as of 1971, not, not really relevant to the, the fed and the government anymore mm. because the, the, the dollar is not packed to the gold. So, uh, the, the only thing they don't want, of course, is, um, that trust in the in the dollar in the fiat is lost, and mm -hmm. people indeed turning to gold and the gold price going up. Well, maybe like Bitcoin did, but like ten x, hundred x, and growing so fast uh, that that all the trust in the fiat is gone. So that's that's where I guess the main interest of uh, of the Fed and the government is to not let gold rise um, too much uh, in that. To, to, to where uh, the, the trust in, in the dollar would be lost. Mm. So, and, and that's why they, um, with spoofing and, and just naked, naked selling, naked short selling uh, of futures, how they uh, manipulated and, and, and the prices in a way that they depressed the prices and kept mm. the price of gold low. Uh, but as a counter argument, you cannot do that forever. So uh, you, you, I always say you can't keep the ball on the water for some time, but not all the time, right? Um, because people will start noticing, and you're, uh, uh, and 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 that's the thing, and, and I guess the big difference with Bitcoin as well. Um, as soon as people start to feel something is not okay, it's manipulated. They will. Uh, uh ask for the collateral so they will go for the not paper they will give up the the convenience of paper and they will go for they will call for the collateral and mm. and uh, and they want to possess the real gold and that is essentially also what happened in 19 or before 1971 right because mm. uh, a lot of countries saw us spending and spending and spending and were asking questions like well yeah do you have the gold yeah, well, we have it. We have it. Trust us. Uh, we don't audit. No, we don't audit. No reports. Um, but especially European countries and especially uh, France, uh, Charles de Gaulle, prime minister at the time, mm. he didn't trust it. And he started to recall the physical gold. So ships of physical gold were sent from US to uh, to France. And then, of course, other countries wanted to do the same thing, which would lead to a uh, situation that was no longer um yeah uh, in which uh, the us would run out of gold as mm. well so um in order to prevent that from happening they just cut the the, the pack and uh european countries were left uh w w without the gold by the way the reason why why there was so much gold 
also European gold in the US is of course the Second World War. Because mm-hmm. a lot of European countries, including my own country, the Netherlands, but also France, um, when the Germans were entering those countries, were taking over uh, the Netherlands and France and, and Italy, all those countries saw that coming from 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 miles away. They they had months and some sometimes even years in advance because it wasn't a, a one-time thing. It, it builds very slowly, so they moved all the gold across the pond to the U.S. Mm. out of the hands of the Germans. And that's why there was a lot of gold in the U.S. And, and mm. the U.S. could be, well, the whole Brent, Brent Woods thing, of course, mm. why the U.S. could be the uh, the world reserve currency. But when they asked them the gold back, they had to trust the gold was still there in Fort Knox. <laughs> and when they asked it back, uh, yeah, well, that, that's when, when 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 trouble started, and the same is true in a small way on exchanges. So, once investors sense there is some fishy thing going on, some manipulation, or uh, they, they'll they'll ask for delivery of the physical gold, mm-hmm. and there is one bank that does that globally, basically, or actually there's two. There's one in the U.S. and one in London, of course, but London's I mm-hmm. guess the big one, and. Um, yeah, so so uh, the deli- delivery of physical gold is, is is always a little bit problematic because it's inco- inconvenient, mm. it it's costly, and sometimes it is it is impossible to mm. because the, the 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 bank the central bank uh, and uh, doesn't have the the gold or or, or shuts uh, uh, the possibility or shrinks the possibility to get the gold, mm. but. Yeah, so that's and that of course is totally different with Bitcoin because you can you can ask for the deliver physical delivery of the Bitcoin and and have the Bitcoin ten minutes later or an hour later and that's that totally changes the games the game for uh, for manipulation in in my view. Mm. Yeah, you you bring up great points in regard to the U.S. gold stock um, that it really is that kind of geographic advantage that the U.S has um, that caused a lot of gold to wind up here. And it also, some other things I've read about it, describe the U.S.'s geographical advantage, um, having access to European markets and markets in the East, and a a lot of coastline, basically, to support a very dominant Navy. Um, You know, it it points to, I think that particular um, perspective you shared, it really points to the importance of gold flows historically, how much they shape geopolitics, right? It's like the U.S. just had this advantage of being in the right place, a good place, a geographic safe haven really for gold um, to protect it from Nazi plundering that allowed us to step into the theater of war in World War II and declare ourselves victorious and rewrite the banking rules where we're at the top of the heap. I think it's such an important story, but it's not often discussed. Right. Um, and, and by the way, if I may, the, the the Europeans did the same thing, right? 400 years before that. Mm-hmm. So the gold was not mined in Europe because Europe doesn't have gold. Um, right. But but in, in the Renaissance and the, say the 1600s, the, the VOC times when, when Manhattan was uh, discovered, uh, the, the Dutch and the English and the, and, and the France, Portuguese, Spanish uh, ships were, were going to um, the Caribbean, basically, 
and uh, and they took all the gold from the Mayas and the Incas. Uh, mm-hmm. That that was the start of the uh, because they didn't care about the gold. For them, gold was jewelry, and uh, and and they were they were happy to trade it again for 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 uh, well other things, and mm-hmm. uh, so all the gold was was shipped to Europe, and then. 400 years later, shipped to the U.S. back again. Right. <laughs> so it, it's a very interesting story. And, and some people are much more knowledgeable about that period than I am. Uh, but it's a very fascinating thing. And as, as you say, uh, it shaped um, finance and, and, and geopolitics uh, mm-hmm. greatly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah this undercurrent of a commodity flowing around the world gold it like really shapes and percolates up through human action right the institutions and the wars that are uh the wars that take place it's, it's just very interesting to think um there's a deep connection right between wh- how the money moves where the money moves and what we're doing um you know at, at a very macro historical scale um let me ask, so this ability then to print fiat, to have a legal monopoly on fiat, then gives you uh, asymmetric leverage to naked sell these assets, as you're describing. And, you know, you, in theory, you could just do that all the way to zero, right? You could suppress the price all the way to zero. Um, but it runs into, I guess, the, the counterforce to that is the actual demand for physical delivery. Or if there are investors in the market and they think, hmm, this thing feels cheap, yeah. uh, you know, maybe something's going on here. I'm, I'm just going to demand to take physical delivery. But with gold, there's a big cost to that, right? It's slower. It's more cumbersome. It's more expensive to secure, et cetera, et cetera. So are, to look at Bitcoin through that lens, is Bitcoin, is it basically just the taking the cost and risk of taking physical delivery, like the lower that is, the less suppressible the asset is. Is that the right way to think about it? Yes, and uh, yeah, and and imagine if they um, make it illegal to possess physical Bitcoin or to withdraw Bitcoins from an exchange, mm-hmm. and make it all um, paper Bitcoin. That would be, that would open the doors to great manipulation. That mm. should be avoided at all time, because mm. then it would be like gold. Gold has this intrinsic property that it is not easily collectible uh, because it's it's heavy. The, the transport is very um, expensive, and even the well, it's not only the transport; it's also the the the, the vaults are expensive, and the, uh, it has to be insured. Insurance, so it's about I guess one percent per year. It's the cost of gold. Uh, having in a vault, uh, even without the transportation. So, so gold has this very intrinsic thing where you you rather have the uh, the paper gold than the than the physical gold. But Bitcoin doesn't have that um, disadvantage that that gold has. Delivery is easy. Delivery is fast. Delivery is cheap, and uh, holding it is is so superior uh, to holding gold. Uh, but once it once once it is illegal or, or made impossible to withdraw gold, then that opens the door to manipulation because yeah, then it's basically a fiat world. And it's very comparable to 1971 uh, where Nixon basically said, well, from now on, you cannot withdraw the gold anymore. So France, yeah. you brought all the gold after the world war. 
thank you, but you can't have it back. You'll mm-hmm. have to take our fiat dollars, which they weren't happy uh, with. But yeah, that that's it. So if the, if the exchangers are going to do that, uh, well, of course that would that would lead to people not that have physical Bitcoin not putting it on exchanges anymore. So everybody that has Bitcoin on exchanges loses loses the right to withdraw in physical Bitcoin and is in a paper world. And that's why it's a very, very good thing to to always, um, well, not not your coins, not your, your Bitcoin, or, or, or what is the saying? You, yeah. you, not, not, well, your keys, I, not your cheese, not your cheese, yeah. not your coin. Yeah, yeah and that does a very... Uh, fundamental truth in that, uh, and and maybe more so than most people realize. But if if once that aspect of Bitcoin is lost, then Bitcoin is lost uh, in right. in my view. Um, so I personally use exchanges only for selling and and uh, and buying, but not uh, for 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 custody for keeping the Bitcoin. Um, right. No, I think that's that's very very dangerous. But yeah, so, but. But right now, it's that's that makes Bitcoin manipulation very hard versus mm-hmm. gold manipulation, which is very easy for states. Hey, everybody. As you've no doubt learned by watching this show, Bitcoin is the single most important asset you can own in the 21st century. And one of the most important companies in Bitcoin today is Nidig. Nidig's mission is to get Bitcoin into the hands of as many people as possible. One of the ways they are accomplishing this mission is by empowering banks and financial technology companies to offer their own Bitcoin products and services. As a true game changer in the industry, Nidig is safely unlocking the power of Bitcoin for forward-thinking individuals and institutions alike. Led by Robbie Gutman, Yin Zhao, and Ross Stevens, Nidig has absolutely exploded onto the Bitcoin scene recently and has quickly become a leader in this space. So whether you are a professional investor looking for asset management services or a company looking to white label your own Bitcoin product or service, consider Nidig your single source solution for everything Bitcoin. Taking physical delivery of Bitcoin, much cheaper, much more efficient, uh, much easier, much faster. I mean, just better in every conceivable way. Um, what then does this mean if there is Bitcoin price suppression occurring? Does this mean we are we face the possibility of a serious short squeeze at some point um, if it gets to be too aggressive? And you know, as we said earlier, it creates this demand for you know, people taking Bitcoin off exchange. Um, is that, would that be the expected outcome? Yeah, I don't think we see manipulation of the Bitcoin price at a level that is sometimes suggested on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, certainly not like uh, like gold, uh, because it's less possible than gold as well. But no, I I do see spoofing. A lot, of course, mm. and there are some some accounts that track the uh, the orders or the all the bits and asks uh, through time. Very interesting graphs and charts uh, being made, and so you can analyze the uh, dynamics, the bits and asks. But there is definitely spoofing going on, 
And everybody that trades knows this, the big indeed sell walls that disappear once mm-hmm. the price goes up. Uh, same with the buy wall sometimes. So so there's a, because the market is un, sort of unregulated uh, and spoofing, of course, is illegal. Uh, but but in Bitcoin, you can do it. And, and so there's a whole um, scare tactics game going on. And especially retail is very um, vulnerable there. Uh, so that happens, yes, um, but not in 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 a way that it it can suppress price forever, sort of thing. And also, mm. um, just to give that some some data, some underlying. It's if we look at the big price swings of Bitcoin, those were uh, not caused by manipulation. It it you can easily attribute those to other things um, like. Uh, Macroeconomic news, or the um, you know the the big uh, down in in the the big drop in uh, last year mm-hmm. was caused by the Chinese mining ban, very mm-hmm. very explicitly, and and the the big drop in in the year before that in 2020 was in March. That was the uh, COVID scare that that was visible in all markets. The current drop, maybe from last two or three months, is caused by the inflation. And uh, the possibility of the rate hikes by the Fed, mm-hmm. and 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 the ten-year interest rates really going up from one point five to one point eight eight percent. So, and even before that, I, I think you can attribute all the major drops to some macro or Bitcoin-specific event, and not so much to um, manipulation. So, uh, yeah, it's it's Oaken's law basically, Oaken's mm-hmm. razor. The simple mm-hmm. explanation is that that's a macro or Bitcoin uh, specific event and not and not, and not manipulation. And I know that especially since um, the end of 2017, when the futures market started for Bitcoin, uh, since then there were there were talks there was talk about manipulation of the Bitcoin price and that Bitcoin would never see to twenty thousand again mm-hmm. because now there is a futures. Blah 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 blah, um, but here we are at forty thousand, um, and and yeah, so 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 we did see that twenty thousand again, and and from from my point of view as a, as a as an institution ex institutional investor, I should say, because I quit my job in March, as you probably know, yeah. but um, I see derivatives markets and and futures is always the first uh, as a good thing, as a uh, a natural um, growing up of the market as, as a maturing markets should have derivatives markets because derivatives markets slice and dice the risk and return profile of the underlying asset mm-hmm. and and make it a, a more accessible to uh, participants that would otherwise not invest in Bitcoin. For example, um, a lot of Traditional finance institutions, um, uh, well, say the the, the ETFs um, that we now have, the futures ETFs. A lot of the funds are not equipped in their back offices to handle Bitcoin, to handle all the keys and the wallets and 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 the pr- the processes uh, that go with it. That that not one one asset manager can can walk away th- with all the uh, Bitcoins that. That's what we have seen in some some uh, exchanges, uh, of course, uh, over the past uh, couple of years. 
So, so they're very scared about about handling the bitcoins themselves, and they're very happy to pay a premium to not have to do that. Um, the same thing with gold. So, so some some gold investors would rather have the paper uh, than having to buy um, vaults and and guard the vaults and and, secu- and, and, and um, insure all the gold in there. So so there is a very uh, a large group actually of traditional finance people that rather have paper Bitcoin and 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 futures makes it possible um, to to to. Yeah, to have exposure to the asset without having the asset, it costs you, of course, it costs you the difference between the spot price and the futures price, mm-hmm. which at times can be very large, like twenty or thirty percent. Right now, it's it's under ten, so it's more, it's it's normalized, if you will, uh, as it should. So, uh, yeah, I, I always like the because uh, because futures markets are not something from. Um, from from the last couple of years, or or even uh, since we have computers, the Romans had future markets, mm-hmm. and and I always like that story because it 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 uh, tells you why the futures markets do add value in the real economy. So it's not all paper trade, not all uh, um, yeah fun, funny business. It's it's it adds real money. It adds real value to the to the real economy. The Romans had had um, futures on olives olives. So the olive farmers um, had a big risk. They would spend all their their money on the on the seeds and and the land and and all their work in in in, in growing the olives uh, the whole year. And then there could be frost in the winter just before the harvest, and everything was gone. So that was a fairly significant, difficult to hedge uh, risk for those farmers. If that happened in the particular reason, the, the weather. Was bad and there was frost, then they were they defaulted. So the futures contract. Then there were uh, investors in olives, the buyers of the olives that said, "Well, what I can do is I can give you eighty cents on the dollar of your future uh, harvest, uh, which is basically a futures contract, um, and I'll take the risks. Risk. So if there's nothing, yeah, well then you have your at least your eighty percent, and I have nothing. If there is a um, uh, and harvest, and I bought it twenty percent cheaper. But yeah, mm. that, that's what, what that's what I can offer, and that's how how it went. And of course, the big investors um, could hedge themselves because they could future buy with these contracts uh, uh, olive harvest in in the south of the country, in the north of the country, other countries, and in that way hedge their exposure because it wouldn't it wouldn't freeze in all countries to get, <laughs> in all countries mm-hmm. uh, together, and in that way. Um, the, you made it possible for a lot more farmers to actually take the risk of investing all all they had and 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 working all year long, making the olives in the first place. So without futures markets, there would be less olives. Olives, and and the same is true for a lot of the commodities, especially the soft commodities. The, the uh, well, like like orange orange juice, oranges yeah. in the in Florida. And uh, pork belly and, and and all that. Well, all the markets that we have that we see futures right now. So it really adds value to the economy, and so it also does in the in the in the Bitcoin market. Mm. Yeah, great point there. You know, it's a I guess we could say it's a risk sharing mechanism. Yes. Um, you know, and Dalio has this great vignette in his book Principles where by I think it was McDonald's. That, yeah, it was McDonald's because of the chicken McNugget that he introduced them to 
managing their their costs and revenue, I guess it's their cost curves for chicken via the futures market so that they could offer the chicken McNugget year round. You know, like, so it has has real impacts on the real economy, uh, just being able to, to share risk, frankly, and make cost more predictable. Um, so looking at Bitcoin then, if, if indeed, so again, we're, there's been some play in the gold market, there continues to be some play in the gold market. If Bitcoin is indeed something that is even marginally disruptive to gold, right? Or is taking on some of the role that gold provided historically, would that indicate that as Bitcoin's market capitalization continues to grow, that in tandem, the incentives for state actors or whoever you want to put in that bucket that would be harmed by the monetization of Bitcoin, don't they have an increasing incentive to then engage in similar price suppression tactics as have been done with gold historically? Uh, yes, they do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, they, they do. Uh, but they would have less tools to do it. Mm. So what do you, what do you think that will look like then? Will they just try to run the same schemes they ran on gold and apply them to Bitcoin? Or, or do you think there would be uh, some novelty to it? What, like, how do you think about that? Yeah, there's actually a very interesting um, report of the RAND Corporation. Uh, RAND Corporation does a report for the DOD in the US, Department mm -hmm. of Defense. Uh, so it's actually a couple of years old already. So they have a whole uh, paper out there. It's, it's publicly available, uh, weirdly. Um, and it describes in great depth how you can uh, kill Bitcoin from a military point of view. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, one, one of the... Uh, yeah, well, so it's, it's basically what, what the military normally does. It, it, it identifies centers of gravity for, a, for, for an enemy, in this case, Bitcoin. And, and one of the, the, the centers of gravity is, of course, uh, the community. Mm -hmm. So they tr they'll try to inject uh, spooks or fake uh, developers that try to inject bugs into the software. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of stories about that as well, of course. So we, we won't <laughs> discuss them here. Uh, and the same on social media, of course, the, the trolls and the scams and the bots. And the, I can't really pinpoint, of course, um, if those are state actors. But mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if there are state actors in the psyops domain that that watch this market and are active in this uh, community. Um, and 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 discrediting people and taking out people uh, from a social point of view, and especially people that uh, the thinkers in the community, and uh, I, I guess you and I uh, would be on the list as well. So so that's one thing, uh, and the other is that uh, of course the futures market indeed the price suppression um, you would open an account with the CME uh, and, and probably one or the other. Uh, exchanges, which which remind me to to grab that back later uh, is an important thing. Um, but but yeah, they would they would basically uh, try to naked sell the price down uh, through the options market. But uh, on the other hand, imagine they do that, and that would be visible, right? That would mm -hmm. that would mean that the futures price of Bitcoin is lower than the spot price. Mm -hmm. 
uh, which, which it is in, in certain uh, in, in some short-lived periods. But that would also mean for the buyers that they can buy Bitcoin lower than the short the the Bitcoin price. So mm-hmm. they because uh, and it's always a question. Yeah, do the spot markets follow the future market, or do the futures markets follow the spot markets? Which is leading, which is lagging? Right. Uh, and in the end, that all that's it's all about arbitrage. So if there is a way to get the physical Bitcoin through the prices set at the future market or the spot price, the spot markets. Uh, if there is a way to get the uh, physical delivery uh, at a lower price than the actual spot market, then then I guess, yeah. They, they, with Bitcoin, it's, it's very easy to, to circumvent that short selling because it will be, um, yeah, <laughs> it will be used by the buyers to get a better, better price or, or, or to, to get some arbitrage profit right is that contango is that what the futures price well, is less than yeah that's that's what? backwardation if, if the futures price is higher than the spot market then it's contango uh-huh. that then the market is contango that's how you call it uh-huh. and uh, the other way around is backwardation if you see backwardation in gold that's very bad that's that's sort of the end of the world mm. uh, and and normally in futures market when you see backwardation that means there is some supply um, difficulty. There's some some war going on, for example, with oil. Mm. If there's not, not enough oil of, of some or some some gold markets, some gold mines uh, uh, that mm. that have less gold than they expected, or or, or some some delivery problem. That's mm. when markets stop to function and and go in backwardation. Uh, it's, it's it's very there's very, some very nice studies on oil. It, it, so in war times, uh, when the when the oil wells are are taken out, for example, then the prices go in backwardation. And, mm-hmm. and but yeah, again, I, I'm not a real commodities expert, but there's some very juicy stories to uh, mm-hmm. to tell there. But yeah, the, you know, the government could could do that. And but I guess that that would play out very differently um, with the Bitcoin because the, the again the the collateral the the delivery of the actual Bitcoin is so easy, uh, mm-hmm. and it will some people will will find a way to get it. At, at those very low manipulated low prices right yeah that makes sense so and then maybe there's another if we zoom out slightly if they were again state actors were engaged in some type of price suppression scheme via naked selling uh through you know fiat expansion which i um, I'm sure they would run that through some type of vehicle. It wouldn't clearly wouldn't come directly from a central bank. Um, and I guess assuming these naked cells are being used to actively suppress price, but there's a growing cohort of buyers and holders that they're kind of just dampening the monetization process or delaying it. Um, but then a lot of that that money then that they're putting into futures markets to suppress price would actually be washing out into the real economy too, right? As those positions were liquidated. So this would be creating more inflation, frankly, right over time, which thus would lead to more demand for Bitcoin. So is that, is that another angle on this, how it would kind of unwind? I think so. It would, it, uh, it will ultimately lead maybe to a point where Bitcoin sellers do not accept dollars anymore for, their Bitcoin, because mm. that's that's ultimately what hyperinflation also is. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we had uh, well we talked about the romans uh, the romans of course had debasement of their denarius uh, coin mm-hmm. so that was a silver coin and they uh, the silver content was reduced from 90% to below 10% uh, debasement basically mm-hmm. um and and that led to to hyperinflation in the roman area era and uh, uh but but to the point that that soldiers for example the the power of the the roman uh, empire they stopped uh uh fighting for fiat money for denaria so mm-hmm. uh, of denarius and they um they asked for gold and land uh, and real estate instead. Uh, so, so I guess bit, and you see that a little bit with Bitcoin as well. Uh, I'm, I'm very focused on markers that that show this. That uh, so there's a lot of real estate uh, being sold for Bitcoin at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and and a lot of Bitcoiners that really hate the idea of having a lot of Bitcoin on the, in their bank balance because they know the the, the accounts can be frozen. They know they cannot, well, especially the big investors uh, or big, but it, suppose you you would transfer like 50 million from your bank account to a bank account in New York or London to buy a nice piece of real estate. At least from a European perspective, that would lead to probably your bank being frozen, your account. A lot of questions from the bank. Uh, uh, probably you have to prove where the funds came from. Uh, the burden is on you, and you probably well make a lot of lawyers' costs before you even, and, and and a lot of time is wasted before you can do the transaction. Mm-hmm. Probably the real estate is gone. Uh, <laughs> right. So a lot of the nice real estate is, and I know that's also true in Dubai, for example, in the Middle East, is settled in Bitcoin because the transactions go through. Uh, and and yeah, it's a lot easier. It, it's the the deal can be done with Bitcoin and not with uh, with a dollar or the euro anymore because that's that's totally uh, um, weaponized, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, so, so 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 I guess that's you see a lot of people asking for bitcoins in in return and not and not fiat because fiat, it, yeah. Why? Why are you in Bitcoin in the first place? Because all all the problems with fiat. So you, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. We, we, yeah, yeah. I mean, to your earlier point too, it just it's so much more economic, economically intelligent to use Bitcoin, right? It's twenty four by seven, subtle, and within an hour, bearer instrument, final settlement, no bullshit, no questions. Like it's basically. The most, you know, I've described this to people too. The fact that the bank can seize your money, or that you even that you can't access it on weekends, or that if you try to send a wire of a certain size, you get asked questions. All of these are limitations and constrictions on your property rights in money. Yes, I like to, to have an actual property right. Is like you own the thing outright. You can do whatever you please with it whenever you want. Exactly. So it seems somewhat intuitive once you understand Bitcoin that people are going to opt for this monetary system where they have a very strong property right versus the fiat system where you have almost none really. I mean, you get it, you get property rights in your USD, but it's at the leisure of all these intermediaries, the state, you know, uh, there's a lot of frictions to sending it internationally, as you just described. So 
That's really interesting. So, all right. Yeah. So, so, so it's basically a bearer instrument against an IOU, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, Bitcoin being the ultimate bearer instrument, and uh, fiat being just yeah, US dollar, just just an IOU, and, and ooh, yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic. Yeah, I reflect here on Zabo's description of money as a trust minimized, um, you know, medium of exchange. So it's like whichever one, whichever money enables you to trust the least amount of people is the one people will opt for. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm personally, I, I guess you have to learn that as a person mm-hmm. and actually feel it uh, by having Bitcoin and fiat mm-hmm. and then being afraid of losing the fiat <laughs> because mm-hmm. your bank is going to do funny stuff or your government, uh, which, which is, you hear that a lot, by the way, I hear that a lot. So, uh, and, and, getting to know bitcoin and and see how it works and how it's how easy it is and how 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 secure it is so uh, i'm at personally at the point that i'd rather have bitcoin for services or 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 deals mm-hmm. than uh, than than fiat because and and you hear that with a lot of bitcoiners for example the ones i don't have a newsletter but suppose you have a newsletter mm. all the hassling all the uh the the stuff and harassment of, of, of banks with your cash flows it's mm-hmm. horrible it's a horrible experience and and I guess every business has that uh, maybe it's worse in Europe than than the US though because it's uh, in Europe there's a lot of businesses closed down by the US because alleged uh, contacts with Iran or some <laughs> person or whatever and they just freeze your your bank account or close your your connection with the swift so so it's here you're done as fairly big companies as well so it it's uh, it's i guess a thing that that's more people outside the us are more aware of than in the, inside the us i guess that doesn't happen too much in the us yeah to your point it's like you the pain is what informs you right it's like you don't yeah. that's why i think so many people outside of the us immediately get bitcoin like especially yes. if you live through any type of inflationary environment, you're like, yeah, of course, a money that can't be manipulated is preferred. Well, that that that's an excellent point because, for example, well, the European case or close to Europe would be Turkey right now, experiencing mm-hmm. forty, fifty yeah. percent inflation in several months, and the more uh, American um, example would be Venezuela, of course, mm-hmm. having uh, the money. Uh, uh, yeah, taken out by the by the money printing and and dropping hundreds of percents uh, a year, or, or it goes fifty percent down every month, or something. But from Bitcoin's point of view, for example, right now the price we we see the price as low. We 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 feel the price is low at forty, but basically it has been at fifty all all year long. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus or minus ten, so between forty and 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 sixty. So that's fifty plus or minus twenty percent, which is nothing from a Venezuela or Turkey a Turkish mm-hmm. perspective at the moment. You right. could easily have the minus twenty percent versus the minus fifty percent in a couple of months or even one month. So yeah, it's 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 so it's it's a. I think I think we sometimes forget the emerging market perspective on uh, even in Europe, but but the real emerging market perspective for people in Africa, 
and uh, South America, for example. Yeah, and we are, even the advanced economies of the world are now barreling towards that, right? <laughs> the the yeah. expansion of fiat currency is at an unprecedented scope, scale, and rapidity now. I mean, we've never had this coordinated debasement worldwide at, at this pace. So, um, 7% inflation today, the number. Yeah. Year over year inflation in the US, 7%. The, the, uh, the official number, which is also a BS number, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, highest, yeah, yeah. highest print in what, 40 years? Yes. Highest print in 40 years. But indeed, if you, if you look at healthcare, yeah. uh, assets, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and the, the one trick there is you can denominate, S&P in gold or denominated in um, Federal Reserve yes. balance sheet changes year over year, and you'll see a much more accurate picture. Yes. I, I like to view the Bitcoin price in gold as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For that exact reason. Just take the dollar out of the equation. No, yeah. no QE, no nothing, and uh, just gold. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it too. So let me, maybe we could just close out on this. Given all of the... So there's a deep history on gold price suppression. It is, it's done on a coordinated scale too. I would encourage people to read the book uh, Gold Wars by Ferdinand Lips. Um, that does a great job of going through the history of all of these gold price suppression schemes. Um, governments did that to become unrestricted effectively, right? They were subject to this financial discipline of gold where if you're irresponsible with monetary policy or regulation or taxation, gold would leave your country, right, on a gold standard. So there was a check and balance there on government action. So clearly, governments had an incentive to throw that off, um, which they've effectively done at this point. So now, although maybe, you know, Bitcoin price suppression, maybe, you know, to your point, maybe it's not that big of a deal yet. Maybe it's not happening at all. But as it continues to grow, there will be greater incentives to suppress the Bitcoin price and therefore greater likelihood uh, that those actions are being taken. So as a punchline to the audience, like what do we do about it? How do we prepare for it? Um, I'm guessing the simple answer here, like the simple countermeasure is just hold your own Bitcoin, right? Because if everyone's holding their own Bitcoin, then there is no paper Bitcoin and then there is no lever to manipulate the price. Is there anything else you would think about or add to that? Yeah. Um, diversify. I know it's a ugly word, but it's always good to diversify a little bit because um, uh, it's not only prices going down, but but uh, markets can go down or close. Maybe mm -hmm. for Bitcoin, that's a bit difficult, but uh, but, but bans are, are making Bitcoin illegal, uh, closing down exchanges. That's that's something we have seen in the past. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, if you depend on your Bitcoin, well, right now we're in a, a moment in time that we still ha need fiat for, for most exchanges mm -hmm. uh, or most, most other transactions. So until the time is there that most people accept Bitcoin um, as legal tender, maybe, uh, but for their services and, 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 and trades, 
until that time, it is wise to diversify a little bit into real estate, gold, uh, have some fiat for liquidity uh, for, for, well, uh, short-term purchases uh, so that's, that it doesn't disrupt your life if, if something happens. That, I guess that, that's always a very smart thing to do. Uh, and with Bitcoin, indeed, I guess the next level would be right. Right now, it's 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 an asset. It can it's an investment. Uh, you can trade it. You can you can make money. You can um, uh, yeah trade it, but really use it as a payment for your services. That is something um, that is interesting to look at. That is also a, a form of of hedging because it makes you. Uh, less dependent on the fiat world. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you know, if, if you could buy your food and, and, and fill your car, your, your gas with with Bitcoin and, 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 uh, and get paid in Bitcoin, well, then the whole dollar doesn't ma- matter that much anymore to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could rent or buy your house in Bitcoin, whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the dollar is not important anymore. So, so that is also, that's the next phase, if you will, the next level of Bitcoin uh, uh, maturing. Um, that, 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 well, and and, and, and the, the whole case of El Salvador is a big step towards that. So I really hope there's more countries indeed following that lead because uh, that would always uh, create, that would create some spots in the world where you can always uh, trade your Bitcoin. And, and buy a house with Bitcoin and buy food with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the entire concept of the dollar or fiat is not, goes away. It, you know, the need for that goes right. away. And uh, well, maybe maybe one more thing, by the way, it, I, the US perspective versus the European exp- uh, perspective for, for uh, futures markets and, and maybe also option markets, derivatives markets for Bitcoin could be different because Americans are, uh, forbidden to, or, or it's illegal for Americans to, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, to to trade on unbanked exchanges. So uh, exchanges like uh, Bitmax or Deribit, uh, yeah, where you correct. can you yeah. can only send bitcoins there, trade whatever you want to trade, and then withdraw in bitcoins. They don't have a fiat on an off ramp. Mm-hmm. And for Europeans, that's legal so we do that all the time we just mm-hmm. send bitcoins somewhere trade some stuff and uh get the result back in bitcoin and mm-hmm. um so that's uh so that whole with that whole withdrawal thing that you, the risk that you cannot withdraw if you enter a futures contract so uh, when it's cash settled for, for for example in the cme right uh, i think the cftc makes it uh compulsory to go through cme for Americans. I don't think there's any other big exchange at the moment that does futures and options that you can access. But mm-hmm. uh, but for a lot of people outside the US, there is. And these exchanges flourish and, and they don't have the risk of non-withdrawal because they're, they're all Bitcoin based. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no fiat. And, right. uh, so I think the risk could be, the, the, the manipulation risk could be higher perceived by, by U.S. citizens than non-U.S. citizens. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice. I mean, the more, I guess you could just actually move your life onto a Bitcoin standard, right? Where your inflows and outflows are Bitcoin dominated. You you just gain all of those advantages of using uh, a money that 
you know, affords you maximal individual sovereignty and it never closes down. You know, it's just, it's immune again, immune to the opinions of anyone, frankly, which is very powerful. Yeah. And, and I, I don't want to make it too geopolitical, but, mm-hmm. but if the U S makes it too wild in, 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 for example, and it doesn't do that, right. I, all the things I see is in, it are good things, especially mm-hmm. in, in Florida and Texas and, um, and all the states that accept Bitcoin, um, um, and the debate that's going on in the Senate and Congress is is in in, in accepting and regulating and taxing Bitcoin, not banning Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But but if a state, especially America in this case, makes it uh, too yeah, that, that's too too strange things, in that you cannot withdraw any Bitcoins anymore, um, or regulation or manipulation is is, is too wild, people just move. Uh, mm-hmm. You could hedge that risk by moving outside the US, by mm-hmm. going to Europe and have access to the markets. Uh, right now, the US markets are the biggest in the world and, and companies go to the US, capital goes to the US, brains go to the US because they cap the access to capital markets. But when they kill that, when they make it more and more advantage or, or better to use capital markets outside of the US, which would be a Big, big mistake. But well, mm-hmm. countries have done that before in the past. Um, yeah, then the, the 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 access to capital markets will be superior outside the US, and and people, companies, brains, capital mm-hmm. would move. Um, and, and and that is a theme that that is very very uh, top of mind by by a lot of Bitcoiners at, at least. That the, the nomad. Mm-hmm style of, of life and and uh, especially in the current uh, geopolitical hmm. setting so i think there's a risk for the us as well yeah there certainly is and you know i'm going to try and write and maybe talk about this a little bit more but it it very simply is bounded downside and unlimited upside for the us to just start buying bitcoin right it's like yeah yeah you you, you have access to infinite cash, even per the, who is the federal reserve guy that actually said that um, to buy something that's strictly finite. I mean, it's just, it's that obvious you should, even if nothing more as a means to hedge yourself against its success, you should follow that path. Yeah. It's, it's so obvious, but so difficult to do, I guess, Mm -hmm. for uh, a, a country that, that is, that has, grown that that is made big by uh silicon valley all the tech mm-hmm. companies in silicon valley and all the banks in, in in new york um that the banks of course see bitcoin as a competitor so they're mm-hmm. against and all the, all the whole yeah they, they'll be against bitcoin so it will take quite some courage from leadership of the banks and thus also from the political political scene to make that change to bitcoin Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's as logical as we think it is for them with their vested interests, it's almost impossible to to change their existing cash cow business into something new. And the same right. for for Silicon Valley. Yeah, all the all the IT is in in uh, Silicon Valley, but Crypto Valley, mm-hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> where's <laughs> that being built at the moment? Is that is that Singapore or Switzerland or uh, well, if 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 you make it crypto friendly. 
you you'll attract all the developers and the capital and the venture capital, et cetera. Like, uh, well, I guess El Salvador does a great thing, which, but it's of course a very small country. Uh, I guess Florida and Texas are great examples, and um, uh, yeah, and other states as well. I always forget that name of the state where Yellowstone is, but uh, oh, Wyoming. Wyoming does beautiful yeah. things legally yeah. with uh, Caitlin and Cynthia, yeah. but um, yeah, so so a country and especially the U.S. can make uh, the right decision or historically <laughs> historical failure by by accepting the logical uh, thing, uh, Bitcoin, or by uh, banning it like like China did. It's 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 beautiful to see actually. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and it just. Bitcoin can be a scary new topic, I guess, to people that are just accustomed to traditional or legacy financial infrastructure. But, you know, again, hopefully on this show, at least I'm trying to really get down to the bottom of it. And at the bottom of Bitcoin, I've found life, liberty, property, right? It's like, it's what Western civilization is based on. We now have a very strong implementation of that. So I'm hoping that these ideas will keep percolating and get into the minds of American policymakers as they are to some extent, you know, we've got, you know, uh, Senator Loomis and, and others, um, wait, you know, that advocate for this, like a very principled approach to, uh, to governance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I really, I mean, maybe it's good to know. I'm, I'm very hopeful, uh, because I know the discussion is going on. Uh, in a lot of governments and 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 uh, regulators uh, mm-hmm. in, in different countries, and I talk to a lot of them in Europe, mm-hmm. but also in the U.S. and Canada, and 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 those are more more private settings with a lot of people from the Bitcoin community and from the traditional finance or regulator community, governments as well. Mm-hmm. So the talks are the talks are good, um, and I think the tone is good, and I guess the the stakes are. Uh, known, I guess most politicians know that they it's not wise to kill a promising innovation. Um, right, that's a risk. Uh, but they also care about, of course, money laundering and terrorist financing and all that stuff. So we'll find a solution somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I've got this, I guess, optimism that Bitcoin, the incentives, sort of. Uh, get between the cracks of the established order where these individuals within government are taking some position in Bitcoin, right? Even if it's just speculative, but in doing so, it kind of reorients their incentives towards it, right? Where they may have been resistant to it originally, they may actually start to advocate for it a little more. Yeah. And they're very clear incentives. Mm -hmm. I guess if you're the new crypto Valley, you attract all the brains, all mm-hmm. the capital and all the yeah the, the the benefits that come with that. So yeah, do you want to be the next uh, crypto valley and uh, and 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 New York uh, uh, heart of the financial system in the world, or or, or, <laughs> or yeah. do you want some other country uh, to be the to get, to get that advantage? Yeah, I think it was Naval said something like, "If New York does not embrace." You know, Bitcoin and or crypto that they're going to end up like Detroit. <laughs> exactly, exactly like that. Well, and, and look at the mining. What happened? China bind, uh, banned it, so right. they lost their their most strategic control on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mining, 
then Canada basically uh, scared the uh, miners away as well because mm. they have beautiful uh, hydro power, almost zero in, zero costing um, electricity, but some political force doesn't want it because of, well, some misinformation probably. And then Texas and the, the US, but mainly Texas, they, they, they welcome all the miners yeah. with the flare gas and, yeah. and one rig after another is powered or is, is powering uh, the mining rigs. It's, it's beautiful. It's, uh, it's, it's smart as well. I think that's one of the things that America does very good. And Canada, for example, does very bad. Yeah. So no there. Yeah, that's why Bitcoin wins, right? It's just so formless and it incentivizes everyone to cooperate with it. So plan B, man, thank you for doing this. Uh, You've answered a lot of my questions and broadened my thinking on what in the heck's going on right now in regards to Bitcoin price. Uh, My audience probably already knows who you are, but just in case they don't, could you please let them know where they can find out more about you or your work? Uh, yeah, uh, people can find me on Twitter. That's uh, Plan B at hundred trillion USD. That's one oh oh trillion USD. Beware! There's a lot of scammers. There's a lot mm. of impersonators. I have at least thirty impersonators that um, yeah try to be me and try to send you a DM and then <laughs> try to get your money. So make sure you have the right uh, account. It has over a million followers uh most scammers don't actually none of the scammers does but mm-hmm. yeah tw- twitter is the thing and uh, i have a website it's plan btc plan btc.com uh, with all the uh with the articles and um the latest podcasts so your our podcast uh, is also going up there um and yeah well thank you very much it uh, it is a very interesting topic and um i'm quite sure this isn't the last Word on that topic. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. Um, All right, man. Thanks so much. We'll, uh, We'll do this again sometime soon.